You're listening to Podcateers. Welcome to episode 216 of Podcateers. We had a fun weekend checking out the Van Eaton Gallery's pop-up exhibit called That's From Disneyland. We talk about some of the things that we saw and what we liked and then had a roundtable discussion about what we would like to own if money and space were no object. It was a fun conversation and if you would like to join in on it, join us over on Instagram, Facebook or on Twitter. We'd love to hear your thoughts on it. We also talk about some fun surprises coming to the new DuckTales animated series. Plus, we give our thoughts on the new film, Christopher Robin. Remember that links, videos, photos, and more info on things that we talk about in this episode will be available over at podcateers.com slash 216. Huge shout out and a big thank you to the FGP squad for their support in making this episode possible. The FGP squad are our podcast fairy godparents who help us out with a monthly contribution via Patreon. If you would like more information on becoming a fairy godparent of our podcast, you can head on over to podcateers.com FGP to learn a little bit more about what being an FGP is and how you can sign up. The Chalk Walk is only a couple of weeks away, and as of this episode, we've raised just over $1,100 for the Children's Hospital of Orange County. And we want to start off by saying thank you all for your generosity. If you would like to contribute towards our ambitious goal of raising $5,000 to help the kids, head on over to teamboatwilly.com for information on how you can make a donation and maybe even join the team. Join us the day of the chalk walk, walk with us that morning, and hang out and have breakfast with us after. It's a really fun morning. We did it last year. If you check out the blog post, you can check out the vlog that we posted on YouTube for last year's chalk walk. Every little bit counts, so please help spread the word and consider making a donation towards our efforts for Chuck. If you want to connect with us on social media, you can find all of our links over at podcateers.com team and make sure to check out our YouTube videos. We're at youtube.com podcateers and youtube.com Disney42. It is time to jump into this episode, so here we go. Here is episode 216 of Podcateers. Hi, right? We are live. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. We're live. <laughs> so how's everybody doing? Good. Fantastic. How's the heat treating all of you? What heat? Horribly. You don't feel it there? <laughs> I don't know what magical Not land you're a part called. of, but... It's called the magical land of AC. What? AC Slater? <laughs> you got it, Preppy. <laughs> Perfect I don't answer. have one of those. <laughs> so we're enduring this heat again, and it doesn't feel good. I'm just waiting for it to be done. And then for it to be so cold that then I'm saying, oh, I can't wait for it to get hot again. <laughs> no. cold cold is always the best answer you could always layer that's how i yes, feel yes exactly that is exactly how i feel pretty much over it at this point but i mean we did get a chance to visit the movie theater to yeah. watch christopher robin this weekend to escape the heat a little bit so that helped did you guys get a chance nice. to go watch christopher robin Mm-hmm. yes 
No. No? Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> but you went to the movies, though. Didn't you say you were going to go watch something? Uh, I saw four other movies, because AJ's in Walt Disney World, so I'm waiting for four her to come back. Four other movies? Before, I, uh, before we watch Christopher Robin. Gotcha. gotcha. We might Aww. see it on Tuesday. Gotcha. We can fully talk about it next episode, but I did at least want to share some thoughts on it in this episode could, later on. But You could spoil it. I don't mind. Oh, I mean, you know what it's about. It's about Winnie the Pooh, dude. I know. It's not like, <laughs> I guess there's a bear. There's, there's not a much to spoil. A... Uh, but yeah, we'll talk about there's that Eeyore. in a little bit. Uh, you know what? I actually was thinking about you because, I mean, you guys are all DuckTales fans, right? Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah. Have you ever wondered, VJ, if Donald could speak in such a way that you could just understand everything that he was saying all of the time, what he would sound like? Oh, of course, but don't you, I mean, don't you have a decoder voice box like I do (laughs) to understand (laughs) him? Well, I don't have one of those decoder things, but... Neither do I, but but, it would be nice to understand him. Well, in this, so the new version of DuckTales, you know, the, the reboot that's on Disney XD right now, there's an episode that's coming up where, I forgot who the scientist is on the show, but... He's going to drop something into Donald that's a little voice modulator, and he will be voiced by none other than Don Cheadle. <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool. That's going to be awesome. So if you've ever wondered, <laughs> Donald sounds like Don Cheadle. And there you go. <laughs> War Machine. War Machine, yeah. For you Marvel fans. And according to the little promotional video that they posted talking about him being on DuckTales, a Thanos survivor. Oh, that is how he nice. is dubbed. And if you if you're one of the seven people that hasn't seen Infinity War yet, Gavin, um, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not going to spoil whether or not War Machine lives for you. I think it's up to you to know. I think he just did. Well, I mean, it could be a total <laughs> lie. I mean, he could be living in Duckburg and not in in real life right but yeah he's gonna be a voice on ducktales i think that's pretty fun plus uh, while i was reading the same article again this is part of why i was thinking about you not just because donald's your favorite character but also because the three caballeros are gonna be a part of ducktales i know i saw that i read that i was like oh, this is gonna be awesome yeah exactly why they need to keep that attraction at epcot in mexico so they can make it all a ducktales attraction <laughs> no just keeping it three caballeros so speaking of DuckTales, our friend Jared Mariama, who was on one of our recent episodes, uh, their podcast, Squared Co., uh, is actually doing another artist prompt this month. They've been doing this for three months now. So if you're an artist out there and you like to doodle and draw or design, their artist prompt this month is DuckTales. Nice. So they're looking for everybody to submit their DuckTales-inspired art. So if you want to draw one of their characters or draw something mashed up with DuckTales, whatever, if you tag it with hashtag squaredco underscore create and hashtag duckdoodle, uh, you might even get a feature on their feed. They, they like to feature their favorite drawings. So if you're an artist out there and you love squaredco like I do, go check it out. And if you look up that hashtag, there's already tons of really cool DuckTales art so if you like DuckTales, just go check out that hashtag and you'll see some cool DuckTales stuff. Yeah, there was a couple um, posts that were all 8-bit. Did you get a chance to see those? I haven't seen the 8-bit yeah, ones, Yeah, no. it was pretty cool. Uh, one of them was like Gizmoduck, one of them was Uncle Scrooge, and I, I want to say the third one was Donald, but 
they they were just pixels high. And if you stand far away enough, you squint a little <laughs> bit, you could totally see the characters. I like art like that because it's very simple, but it speaks a lot, mm-hmm. right? So I really enjoyed those. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, we'll put the post where they announced it also in, in the blog post for the episode. So podcasters.com slash 216. If you guys want to check that out and you guys could like the post and follow them and stuff like that. There is a lot of cool art. Are you going to submit something for this one, Gavin? Oh, you better believe I'm working on nice. something. Didn't you just finish your piece for the next Pop Comics exhibit that's coming up? I did, yeah. It's coming up August 18th is the opening reception for the Deadpool show. Nice. So I had to stretch my Marvel muscles and dig in there. I actually watched Deadpool for the first time to get a little reference. And, yep, so that, that should be a fun <laughs> Fun, exciting show. You need show. to work out that Marvel muscle, buddy. <laughs> I know, I know, right? I'm One sure time. there's going to be some amazingly uh, irreverent and awesome art at that show. I can't wait to see what everybody else comes up with. Just make sure you put a chimichanga or a taco in Deadpool's hand somewhere, or cats. I'm he sure loves cats, be a lot he loves chimichangas and tacos. The actual name of the show is uh, Unicorns and Chimichangas. Oh, nice. nice. I would expect yeah. nothing less. well we will certainly be there to vlog the event and post in our instagram stories take some photos so if you guys want to be there uh the information will be in the blog post you guys can go support gavin support the other artists uh sam and popzilla gallery with pop comics always puts on a really fun show so i'm sure this is going to be no exception I don't know how to preface that as far as taking kids to this show because, I mean, it is Deadpool. (laughs) I mean, we know that Deadpool 2 was a family film, but, Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I don't know what type of art is going to be there and if you're going to want to show it to your children. So (laughs) I will say that as a preface to that show. But it's always fun, and I'm looking forward to being there and supporting Gavin and the other artists. Gavin, mm-hmm. can we print your uh, Deadpool thing on a T-shirt? Can I wear it? I mean, we can make T-shirts out of that, yeah. <laughs> well, wh- once we... I think it'll make a great T-shirt. I think so, too. <laughs> I don't know what it looks like, but I want to buy one already to go with my <laughs> Deadpool shoes. Nice. Well, once it debuts at the show, maybe we'll we'll throw it up in the gear section, and people can order a T-shirt. Yeah, yeah we, can, we can figure Sweet. something out for sure. Oh, you know what? I did want to mention something else since we were talking about Don Cheadle and DuckTales and all that stuff. It reminded me when I saw the fact that it said that he was a Thanos survivor. Do you guys ever watch the YouTube channel Film Theory or the Film Theorists and stuff like that? I might have seen it. Never heard of it. I watched a lot of their videos and last month, probably a few weeks ago from when this episode is launching, they had posted a video about how it was almost impossible for Thanos to snap with the Infinity Gauntlet on. And I just thought it was like one of the funniest videos they've posted because it's true. Like there's no way you can get the friction with the metal and stuff like that. Uh, It was a fun video. And it just made me think about that when we were talking about DuckTales and Thanos Survivor and all that stuff. So I'll throw it up in the blog post if you guys want to check it out. I got a laugh out of it. And I think you guys will too. So I just thought That's I'd throw amazing. that out there. <laughs> Wait, so so since we seem to be combining universes here at all angles. Well, it's all does Disney. That, does that mean Howard the Duck is part of the DuckTales universe? Well, no. Uh, okay, yes. 
but no, <laughs> but yes. I wouldn't be Could surprised. Be. I mean, we've already <laughs> seen him in Guardians, right? Well, he's isn't he one of those characters, kind of like Deadpool, that just can cross over into anything? That is true. Yeah. I mean, it would be funny. I mean, he is a duck, too. I mean, it would All make right. sense to see him in Duckburg. Like, his origin story may actually be Duckburg. Dude, <laughs> what if he, like, his hidden identity is actually Gizmo Duck? Oh, what man. if the Ooh. the entire tale of Gizmo Duck as we know it is wrong, and it's actually Howard the Duck? I, so I our childhood has been it's a lie. It's all a lie. <laughs> <laughs> a cover-up. We'll call it a cover-up. Ooh, that would be so funny. <laughs> so instead of a Pixar... Uh, conspiracy theory will have a Howard the Duck conspiracy theory. Oh, we should create our own timeline and see how Howard the Duck fits into like every Disney movie. <laughs> how does he jump into this universe and how does he get out? That would, I mean, like four people would appreciate that. Not many people care about Howard the Duck and most people don't even know who Howard the Duck is. A lot of people know. You think you know, so? When Guardians, when Guardians opened up, and they had those plushies of Howard the Duck. And they also had, like, Rocket and Groot. Howard the Duck sold out first. Uh, yeah, okay, really? I could see that. And then when the four people that bought them all to sell on eBay <laughs> took them, <laughs> <laughs> uh, then, then what happened? Okay, touche, touche. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess Howard is one of those characters that especially is uh, of a generation that if you grew up especially watching the film it's it's not a kids film you know i yeah. i don't recommend you watching it with your kids and getting the warm and fuzzies but mm. i mean <laughs> if you're an adult and you want to watch howard the duck i think it's it's not the greatest movie ever uh but it's one of those where you kind of at least have to say you saw it once just to get it out of the way it's called yeah. the 80s, so... True, go. true. But, I mean, in the 80s, there was also very many films that were just amazing. Mm -hmm. True. L okay, low-budget 80s. Yeah. <laughs> well, it always surprises me that that's a Steven Spielberg film. It's crazy. I think it was one of those films where they said, look, dude, we need a film for this summer. Uh, the problem is that we wasted it all on this other film, so you have a budget of Cheetos bubble tape and maybe a couple of beers and he's like okay sold and that's how howard the duck it's was made. not a bad combo yeah except maybe the bubble tape i don't like that with beer i gotta eat that later <laughs> it would be funny if howard the duck shows up in ducktales but i wouldn't hold my breath over it i don't think he's one of those properties that disney's like yeah let's repurpose howard the duck you know, I think it was just if had it not been for James Gunn popping it into Guardians of the Galaxy, I don't think we would have ever seen Howard the Duck in that film. Where was he in Guardians? Was he in one of those post or mid credit scenes? Um, he's in the collector's. Uh, yeah, he's in the the end. Right, end, end credit. Yeah. End right. Yeah. Do you consider those scenes like actually parts of the movie? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. you do. Yes. Like I feel like after they leave the theater they should just have them in the movie if they're going to be in there no like having to like sit through the credits every time just to see it but that's what makes it special that, 
I guess you MCU. That's what people. makes it. I don't Marvel. get it. Well, that and the <laughs> fact exactly. it's kind of a continuation of the story that you just finished seeing too. Yeah. Right. So it should be. It's like uh, the epilogue in a book. It's like, look, if this is important, just make it the last chapter. <laughs> it's just extra pixie dust. Yeah. Because it's like the mid-ending credit. What is it? What is it called? Like right after the first one that they show. Yeah, that's the, the important one. Yeah. And then the very last one is just for fun. Yeah. And the seven in the spark. middle. Are <laughs> but they don't always have two, do they? A lot of times they have two. Do they? Yeah. I feel like the first for the first several years, it was just there was one at the yeah. end. Yeah. And then it started getting and so popular. And now it seems like there's like six. Right. <laughs> yeah. Only every other movie. It seems like every movie that me and AJ watch now, even if it's not Marvel, I'll be like, hey, Mission Impossible. We, we just saw, or I just saw that one. I'm like, I looked up, I Googled, is there an ending credit scene? Should I, <laughs> do I have to wait to the very end? <laughs> right. Oh, right. dude. Speaking of which, when you guys go watch Christopher Robin on Tuesday, stay through the credits. Yes. There's a nice yes. little Easter egg during the credits that I think as Disney fans, you will appreciate. I mean, not that you won't appreciate Christopher Robin, but there's a nice little Easter egg during the credits that I just think like, ah. This was great. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I, I guess let's quickly talk about Christopher Robin here. What, uh, Melissa, what were your thoughts on the film? It was actually really heartwarming. And I just kept getting the warm fuzzies. <laughs> As and if you were Winnie the Pooh or something. You're an actual plush. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, But um, it's so funny how... I think Eeyore uh, stole the, the show for me. I really do. Yeah. Huh. Brad, yeah. Brad Garrett did a really great job voicing yeah. Eeyore. Like, it's it's good that he has that voice, you know, to kind of portray the character. But just the life that he brought to it. There was some one-liners that he said were just like, Ah, yes! Yes, you are my favorite <laughs> now. <laughs> so you didn't miss Peter Cullen's voice? I as didn't. Eeyore? I sure didn't. I think Brad Garrett did an amazing job. Cool. I feel like he's the the kind of new definitive voice for Eeyore. Yeah. Yeah, it's everything that you wanted from Eeyore. You know, it was dry and it was witty and the timing was just impeccable. All the gags for Eeyore were timed so perfectly that they all just yeah. worked. Well, he's a really good comedic actor and I think that yeah. helps, you know. So. so, Gavin, what did you come out feeling when you watch Christopher Robin? Did you need a box of tissues as well? I did not, actually. I, uh, not I'm i going to be honest. No, I not once. Not even I, a little I was, misty-eyed? I was so excited for this one, and I, I may have hyped it up in my own mind too much. Uh, honestly, I was a little disappointed with it. Uh, oh. It didn't really hit me in the feels really at all. So, I mean, I thought it was... It was a nice movie, and I thought there were some really cute parts, but I don't know. I guess because I feel like we've heard this story before, you know, in versions of the Peter Pan story and versions of... I mean, I felt like there was a lot of Toy Story kind of elements to Mm -hmm. it. I don't know. I just didn't feel like they were breaking any new ground, so I felt like the story had been told already, and it was a little predictable interesting that being said i liked the world in which they you know told the story i I liked the the way that they handled the the plush characters you know of hundred acre wood and 
you know, all of the other settings. I thought it was very quaint and very British, and I like that uh, <laughs> as an Anglophile. But I don't know. It just it never really kind of leaped out and grabbed me um, the way that I expected it to. So a little disappointed, but I, I did enjoy it. That's interesting. I will agree with you that the story was predictable and we essentially knew what the story was going into it before we even knew much more about it right you know christopher mm-hmm. robin grows up and somehow the characters just reunite with him and then all of a sudden you know he's back in the hundred acre wood we just didn't know how it was going to happen until you saw the film right and a lot of what I felt watching it, and I will disagree on the fact that I did get a little bit emotional, but I got emotional for a different reason. I, I didn't get emotional watching the film per se. I got emotional thinking about my kids and wanting to spend more time with my kids. That's how it mm-hmm. hit me. It, it, it wasn't like, oh my God, like this movie, right? The movie was great. I thought the general message of the film itself about slowing down, taking time to enjoy today for what it is, I think resonated with me as a father more than anything else. Because especially with all the stuff that we're doing, you know, we have work and then we have all these things that we're doing on the side, the podcast, all these other projects. Sometimes you get so consumed with all of that that you forget to take a step back and just enjoy you know, the moment that you're in. Like, this happens to me all the time when I go to Disneyland. Most of the time that we go, I spend so much time taking pictures and vlogging that sometimes I I don't get a chance to have fun for that hour that I'm there. I think I came out of the movie feeling like I just need to do more of that again. You know, have fun for myself, have fun with my friends, have fun with my kids, have fun with my wife. That's what I ultimately got from watching this film. And I, I mm-hmm. think that was the primary message that they wanted people to walk out with. But uh, I agree, man. The animation for all of the plush toys was was so good. Like it, they felt weathered and they felt um, they they just felt fluffy while you were watching them. Right? Mm-hmm. They they didn't skip <laughs> yeah. a beat, uh, giving the characters the mannerisms that you grew up watching, especially in the animated series for all of them. And it just all felt familiar. Uh, Like when you were talking about um, how it just felt like something you've seen before, a lot of it kind of felt like Hook, you know? Mm -hmm. And it was just uh, told in a slightly different fashion. But uh, yeah, I I enjoyed it. I would probably watch it again once it comes out on Blu-ray. But I wouldn't go watch this again at the movie theater. I'll probably wait till it comes out on Blu-ray or something to watch it again. Mm -hmm. But I did enjoy it a lot. I agree. I thought the animation of the the animal characters was really well done, and I liked how they felt like they were lightweight, mm-hmm. like a plush character would be. You know, especially when they get picked up in various yeah. scenes, it, like your brain kind of gets used to them as these living creatures, and you think, "Oh, that's that's an actual animal there with like flesh and bones." But then somebody grabs them up, and you're like, "Oh no, they're just a lightweight little plush thing." And the way they animated that was super believable. And I, mm-hmm. I thought that was really good. That was, those visuals were definitely a high point for me. Yeah, I, I have to agree. You know what I did get pretty psyched for while, while we were sitting in the movie theater? We saw the preview. For, I, don't, I don't know if this one came out for you guys. I'm assuming that it's pretty standard across the board for these films. They set whatever trailers are going to appear before the film. But 
was I the only one that got excited for Wonder Park? Probably. Oh, I don't know what that is. You didn't see that one? <laughs> oh, dude. I don't know what that is. So it's no. an animated it, it, film. Uh, I forgot what studio is putting it on, but it's essentially the story of a little girl that goes into like a forest or something like that and finds uh, like a piece of a roller coaster and a vehicle from a roller coaster under vines what? and plants. And she removes the plants, gets inside of the roller coaster, and it goes. And all of a sudden, this what? entire theme park begins to magically appear and just out of nowhere starts appearing. It's, I mean, I'm a huge roller coaster fan. And the idea that – look, I'm, I'm just going to be straightforward with you guys. I've actually had a dream that's very similar to that trailer, I think, which is why I was <laughs> like, oh, my God. I want to find a roller coaster in the woods and just have my own theme park. That explains That's it. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, when I saw it, um, man, who's putting it on? I think it's it's either it's Nickelodeon that's that's doing it or something, or it's oh, Nickelodeon. Wow. It's Nickelodeon. Yeah, yeah. Paramount That's Animation cool. and Nickelodeon movies. The funny thing is, though, that when you look at, especially the little girl that's in that trailer, it looks like Coraline. Yeah, I was going to say that. A her little haircut. bit. Yeah. A little bit. Like her haircut, her facial structure. Uh, it's very Coraline. It's not, it's, there's nothing Disney about it. And it, it looks good. I actually am looking forward to seeing this film. If you guys didn't get a chance to see it or didn't even know that it existed, I will put the trailer for Wonder Park in the blog post for this episode. It'll be at podcasters.com slash 216. I think any roller coaster enthusiast might feel the same about this one, but that's just me. Did you know. feel like the? Did you feel like the monkey looked like Caesar from Planet of the Apes? Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> what was the Yeti one, Melissa? Uh, little oh, Smallfoot. Oh, Smallfoot. 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 Yeah. I was not psyched for that at all. I mean, it's a cool twist on the whole Yeti yeah. thing, but I was not. Uh, it's it's like Hotel Transylvania. Yeah, I was gonna say terrible. it's like. Yeah. <laughs> oh. so they're running out of ideas, but whatever. At least it's a <laughs> different idea. It's yeah. not the same thing it, over and over again. Yeah, it might be funny. Yeah. So wait, back to our our original discussion of Marvel crossover stuff. I've never watched the show, but wasn't Christopher Robin's wife Jessica Jones? Isn't oh, that the girl Netflix? that plays Jessica Jones? No, well, Haley Atwell was Agent Carter. She's not just Agent yeah, Carter. She's not, she's, not, she's not Jessica Jones. Yeah. Jessica Jones was, um, God, what is her name? I'm, I guess I thought that was the same person. See, I'm totally clueless when it comes God, to Marvel. Kristen hey, Ritter. but I give you Kristen credit. Ritter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, wait. So, but one of those people is the person that played Christopher Robin's wife. Yeah, so Christopher right? Robin's wife yeah, is Haley Atwell. Okay. <laughs> Agent Carter. Yes. Did. Captain America's. Agent um, Carter. You know, yeah, older girlfriend. I thought that was Jessica Jones. Who's Jessica Jones? <laughs> I mean, she's also a Marvel character, but I'm confusing those two. I'm mixing those two people up. <laughs> In any case, I recognize her, <laughs> so I get points. You know what? You get the points. <laughs> I'll, I'll give them to you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we continue, I do want to send a quick shout out to uh, Alexandra who is not only the most recent member of Team Boat Willie, but she is also our newest fairy godparent. Awesome. Nice. Did you hear that? Ooh, I, I heard sweet. the little twinkly magic stuff. 
So, Alexandra, <laughs> thank you very much for becoming a member of the FGP squad. We truly appreciate it. If you guys want to help support the podcast, it's really simple. Just head on over to podcasters.com slash FGP for more information. You will see a list of our current fairy godparents there. To all of our fairy godparents, we just want to say a huge thank you to all of you for your monthly support via Patreon. You guys are amazing. Thank you, guys. Thank you. All right. So this weekend, we had a chance to attend the Van Eaton Gallery's uh, pop-up exhibit called That's from Disneyland. And (laughs) it was, first of all, I think some of us were a little confused because it wasn't at the actual gallery. You know, it was down the street and uh, in an abandoned some kind of store. I don't even know what the store was at, (laughs) at that point. But did anybody get lost trying to get there i didn't get lost i went to the gallery i found it real easy paid for parking walked up to the door <gasps> nobody's home no so that's <laughs> yep. the only part that i thought oh man that's horrible because venin galleries is a really small place and yeah all parking around there on the street and the surrounding areas is all metered so it was kind of sad mm-hmm. when i was talking to gavin he's like hey where are you guys He's like, I just paid for parking. I was like, you paid for parking? The parking's free here. It's, it's just a little shopping center. He's like, but I don't see anybody. I was like, we're standing in line. He's like, what line? <laughs> and uh, we figured out that he was down the street at the actual gallery. Uh, yeah, it was a who's on first situation totally, for a minute. Totally. Uh, but you did show up. I mean, it wasn't very – he tried to walk. We're talking like <laughs> – I thought yeah, about it. Crazy. <laughs> it well, so it's nowhere near the original gallery. Uh no, it's, it's like a mile. mile and a half away. In this heat, Gavin? <laughs> I didn't I didn't walk. I didn't walk. I looked it up on the map and I saw that it actually, you know, crosses several major roads and I was like, uh no, I'm gonna drive this. You're in Orange so County. I, now. I had only paid two dollars for parking, so it wasn't a big oh, deal. That's a street dog Dang. right there. That's a good bacon wrapped hot dog that you missed out on, buddy. Oh, by the way. Uh, that's another thing I discovered. Yeah, this so right next to the entrance <laughs> to the gallery, VJ, there was a guy with his little cart making bacon wrap mm. hot dogs, and I smelled it, and I was like, "Oh my god, it smells like home!" And I wanted to get <laughs> some. Hazen's floating. Seriously, in the air. I was, and I almost got one. And I wanted to introduce Gavin to it because I mean, it's iconic, right? I mean, if you ask Rhett and Link, yeah. they've officially named like LA's bacon wrap hot dog like the hot dog to have, even over the Chicago dog which is also iconic. And I try to get one. It's even better when you stumble out the nightclub at 2 a.m. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Right? (laughs) So Gavin wouldn't have one. He was a little concerned that it didn't have an A rating, you know, for the car. Oh, my gosh. You're one of those guys. (laughs) Wait, 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 though. Excuse me. What's your Zagat rating, sir? (laughs) Uh, How many Michelin stars do you have? (laughs) Oh, you guys. I think VJ hit on the key here, though. Like, in broad daylight, these things look a little sketch. But I oh, can yeah. imagine if you walk out of a club and it's dark outside, they might look totally delicious. Oh, gosh, but in, yes. in, in oh. front of a Ross dress for less, sizzling in the <laughs> afternoon sun, not That's so That's how you much. know they don't have, a, like, any type of, like, virus or bacteria because they're in the heat, man. It's cooked off. It's cooked well, off. Yeah. So don't worry about it. Sweet. Um, so, yeah, it was difficult for me not to get one of those. And we ended up going to some other place. But... So, yeah, so we went to this uh, pop-up exhibit, and uh, Melissa, first thoughts. Well, I got lost as well, so (laughs) Gavin's not the only one. 
Yeah, we need to post the actual <laughs> address and directions in the blog post so other people don't fall prey True. to it. Yeah. But um, parking was available. The line did look a little long, but it went by really fast. And at some point, there was no line. Yeah. Yeah. So to just walk in and to see everything, you're like, oh, my gosh, there's all this. But then... You go down the rabbit hole, and then you look at every little thing, and then you learn a couple of new new things, but it was awesome. I mean, I think we could have spent a little bit more time if only there was AC. Oh, there's you know, no AC would have been in awesome. this warehouse? No. Uh, there, there is, but it was kind of light. Oh, because there's too many people, yeah. and it's hot, and... Yeah. The thing that there wasn't wow. was a bathroom. Right. What That's if it was lacking true. a bathroom that was available to the public? And so, so you, go you to had Ross. to go to Ross next door or walk all the way to the wow, food court. They must have loved you guys. <laughs> oh, they were fine. They were um, not a problem at all. Well, most Ross workers don't really care. So let's be yeah, honest. That's true. <laughs> They're like, are you taking our that... sweaters? That's nice. <laughs> I, I'm just glad that they didn't give us any problems because I think we had to go across the street for a restroom. Yeah. Dang. And the line got yeah. pretty long at one point because it was right in between a PetSmart and the Ross. And the line went right in front of the PetSmart entrance. And so people kept having to separate for their customers to walk in and out. So if anything, I think it would have bothered the people at PetSmart a little bit more. I don't think that they ever Mm -hmm. thought that there was going to be this huge line forming for the exhibit. And this was approximately three or four days uh, kind of already into it because it had already been in previews earlier in the week. So there was a lot of people going, but I don't know if they were just letting a few people in at a time, one, to control the crowd so that it was easier to see everything Mm -hmm. and maneuver, but also for the heat, you know, because Mm -hmm. it was, uh, I mean, I mean, I was glistening. We took a lot of video and I'm glistening in all of them. I'll just put it that way. (laughs) It's that new filter. Yeah. Yeah. It's that new glistening (laughs) filter on the phone. It's great. (laughs) It looks fantastic. I heard that. Um, people were lining up super early, but you didn't have to. It was, yeah, I heard people no were like, oh, to. it's like a rope drop no. thing, but it's so no. big that there was no problems, mm-hmm. no lines. Yeah. Like yeah. you didn't have to worry about anything, huh? Except for the bathroom. Yeah. 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 So if you want to be there for a couple hours, like be prepared for that. And, and honestly, if you care anything at all about Disney memorabilia and history, you will definitely spend at least two hours yeah. there. There's so much to look at. There's so. one thing um, I wanted to add, and I noticed this, is that when you went in, there's security on the side. They took so many water bottles from people. Really? So don't Uh-oh. take water with you. Hmm, huh. Yeah. Oh, because you might spill it on yeah. one of the exhibits? Right, but they had a whole table full of water bottles and really nice things. I'm like, wow, well, oh well. Mm-hmm. So if you were thirsty, you just had to walk over to security. And I was going to say, <laughs> have all the water there. <laughs> Reclaim your water later. Yeah. <laughs> here's, here's a number. <laughs> How long were we there in total? Do you guys remember? Oh, gosh, we were there for almost three hours, I yeah. think. Yeah, because... Maybe more than it three It may hours. have been more because I remember we showed up just before noon and we didn't mm-hmm. go get food until about 4.30. Yeah, we were. Yeah, you're right. We were there yeah. a while. I think it was close and to Gavin's four And Gavin's right. I mean, there's so much. I, every piece that's in the auction 
has a, a little bit of history. It's got a little card that tells you, you know, what years it was mm -hmm. active and, you know, where it was displayed and who created it, if it was concept art and stuff like that. If you read through everything, it would probably take you the entire day. So reading through it and then actually looking at all the concept art and enjoying it, it's very it was very reminiscent of going up to like the Walt Disney Family Museum, but I'm on a much smaller scale for some of these pieces, especially all of the concept art for the attractions. I had never seen that many Disneyland maps from all those decades altogether and having a chance to see all of the similarities and all of the differences uh, between the maps. Uh, I think there was one in particular that we ended up highlighting in the vlog that I'm working on that Gavin kind of pointed out to us, which was really cool. And then there was one Imagineer. Do you guys remember what his name was? Bruce Bushman. Bruce Bushman. I believe. Yeah, I mean, yeah. his name just kept appearing on so many pieces. And while we were there, we all just kind of kept looking at each other. It's like, who's Bruce Bushman? You know, it was just a name that we weren't familiar with but we want to become familiar with like there was so many mm -hmm. pieces of iconic attractions that it just makes you wonder you know who this person was and it goes to show that there are so many unsung heroes at imagineering you know we know yeah. all of the common names and all of the big names that worked on some of our favorite attractions but it does go to show that imagineering is a huge organization and there's many people that never really ever get the credit for the stuff that they design so yeah, it's definitely have you guys been to the the smaller eaton gallery i have no i haven't so okay because i've been there and is it just like what's being what's at this exhibit okay that you guys went to is it like um consignment pieces that people are it's because it's all an auction right it's a silent right. auction so the Van Eaton Gallery, the actual location that they have, is kind of two big rooms. And they're not even that right. big. Like, I would probably equate it to, just to give it some familiarity, like two tiki rooms put together with, like, a division, mm -hmm. a wall division between the two and a door that you can walk through. And for the most part, any time that they have an auction at Van Eaton, they have a, ser uh, a group of collectors that are trying to sell some of their pieces. So it's never one person. The difference between this one is that it's all one person that's selling his entire collection. Right. Mm -hmm. oh, okay, so that's what I thought it was. Wait, wait, who's the person? Is it? Uh, the owner of this collection, his name is Richard Kraft. But his stuff was at the gallery before, the original gallery, correct? He probably had or some this... pieces there before, but this particular exhibit and this particular auction is just all of his. Wow, and he's selling everything? Yeah. Everything. Was there something that we're like, okay, this is a collection, you guys could see it, but this is not being sold? It's funny, we actually asked him that. We asked oh, okay. him if there was anything that he was going to miss, and he said no. Why? Yeah, he said no. I mean, why collect all that and then sell it? 
you know what he talks <laughs> like, about that i need some money and <laughs> i'm trying to pay for my annual pass now and <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly why he's selling everything for his annual pass when uh, galaxy's edge opens uh you know we actually asked him all of that i don't want to spoil it it was a nice little talk that we had oh, with him for we'll vlog. put it up in the vlog uh, the link will go up okay. so make sure that you're following us on twitter instagram and on facebook and and watch out for that uh, subscribe on youtube youtube.com slash podcateers hit that bell icon yeah or else you won't get notifications because that's just how youtube works <laughs> uh but yeah it was a good talk with him we had a talk with the owner mike van eaton the guy that puts on these oh, auctions cool. so we had a chance to talk to him and I mean, it's huge, dude. Like so many pieces that are just valued at such a high price tag. It's crazy. Like there was that mm-hmm. doom buggy. Oh, I know. So how much was the doom buggy? Like 50? 75,000. Well, if you thought. That's how much the starting auction is. That's how much they're estimating it's going to sell yeah. at the auction. That's oh. like the the reserve value or yeah. whatever they call it so yeah. when you saw a piece it'll say like what the reserve value is right. and mm-hmm. it has to hit mm-hmm. that yep. before it actually sells i don't know if it was an actual reserve value or if it was just an estimate it, it written on there it said estimate but yeah I, I don't know we didn't we didn't get a whole lot of details on the auction because it was a little out of our mm-hmm. price point well because i heard some some auction pieces were starting at 50 bucks yeah did you see yeah, any there of these was, things um, yeah, some of the smaller paper things were were that much. Most of the like souvenir maps were in the like two to five hundred yeah. range, um, but there were some smaller. For a map? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the big poster size oh, souvenir oh, that'd maps be cool. from that'd be cool decades ago. Yeah. Oh yeah, like I, one I would Mr. buy uh, one of those Great from right now. Mr. Lincoln. Yes, like that yeah, one. Y- uh, yeah, without exactly. it lighting up, obviously. Right. Right. And of course, that'd be yeah. Dope. I mean. They had like little flyers, you know, from back in the day, and those were some of the cheaper things. But most everything was estimated at at least a hundred dollars yeah. or more. I mean, he's got a fantastic collection. It's mm-hmm. not just like, oh, here's a deflated balloon from 1964, right. and you know, here's a half of a ticket stub. It, it's like real awesome yeah. stuff. Yeah. Was there anything that you guys saw that you wouldn't have imagined in a collection? Yes. Like, was there? Oh. Lots yeah, lots. Yeah. <laughs> the cool thing about the entire exhibit is that it's broken up primarily by land. So as you walk in, you mm-hmm. kind of uh, oh, go cool. over to the right-hand side and you see all of Main Street. And then you walk mm-hmm. a little to the back. And then to the left-hand side, you see uh, Adventureland. You see some tiki stuff. And then across from that is Frontierland. You walk a little bit forward and then you see Tomorrowland. Then you see New Orleans Square, primarily Haunted Mansion and Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, as you continue going around in the circle, you'll see Fantasyland and then a little bit uh, kind of more of Tomorrowland because there was uh, a piece of the old submarine uh, ride that was there. And then after that, it's just kind of like the checkout point. They have like a little store set up and stuff like that. So that's kind of the, yeah. the grand mm-hmm. circle tour <laughs> of this exhibit, right? One of the things that really stood out to me, uh, I'm not going to say the Hatbox Ghost because I've seen that before. Um, but it is Haunted Mansion related. It was a little table with these maquettes of the scene that you see in the ballroom where they're blowing out the candles and stuff like that. And there was a picture right behind it with all the pieces that were on that shelf for that set. Those were original maquettes that were created 
as a kind of a model for that scene in the haunted mansion and there are so many things for the haunted mansion that don't exist Tony Baxter has talked about how all the maintenance cars that exist for all the attraction pieces in the Haunted Mansion, the Hatbox Ghost one's just kind of famously missing. A lot of mm -hmm. these pieces that made up the attraction of like the Haunted Mansion don't exist anymore. And it's very rare to even find them all as one entire collection. So something like that mm -hmm. is worth a lot of money right now because you don't see a lot wow. of that. So that one, I think, was possibly the most surprising one for me to see. That's crazy. Yeah, I was surprised with how many like actual pieces of attractions that they had there. You know, we've seen a lot of collections where they have ride vehicles, right? That's one of the most kind of common major collector items for Disney ephemera is ride vehicles, right? But they had actual pieces from attractions, you know, like there was that huge wooden carved sign from the original um, Country Bear Jamboree. Yes. And there was the giant sea serpent from the original mm -hmm. submarine attraction. Oh, wow. And things like that were just so neat to see because you just don't get a chance to see those outside of the attractions uh, like that. They have a really good display of um, actual original canvas paintings of the stretch room portraits right and you can get pretty close to those so it was neat to see that i've seen people um, post a lot of pictures of that they took they pictures have a, in yeah front of it. well that's one of the cool things is they have several photo ops yep. set up throughout the that's gallery cool. so and that's one of them you can actually sit on the little grave the that the, the the headstone that the widow sits on in that mm -hmm. portrait and have your picture taken with them and you can get a picture in one of the skyway buckets and um there's the, cars the, the big stuff. letter d and uh, from the disneyland hotel oh, and nice. there's lots of cool little spots where you can take um kind of set up photos of yourself and and that was cool too yeah. so they, they man they really did a good job because i just expected it to just be kind of a catalog room you know like just everything just kind of lined up and laid out so that you can see it because it's building towards this auction, but right. they actually do it in a way that's meant to be entertaining and experienced by the guests for the month that it's going to be on display. And I thought that was really cool. And I appreciated that. So when's the actual auction? The 25th and 26th of August, 2018. So save up your nickels and dimes, kids. <laughs> <laughs> you got three weeks. Can we just set up a GoFundMe page? <laughs> Yes, <laughs> and just be honest. We just want this big D from uh, the Disneyland Hotel. It's dude, it's massive. It, yeah. No, I see it. Lean like, it up our, against the outside yeah. of your house. It's yeah, like it's like three stories or something, or two stories. Yeah, it's at least two. It's huge. I like it. You just go crazy with everything that's there. You're like, man, I would love to just have the money magically appear so I could buy some of this stuff. Yeah. Or donated. Uh, well, that's fine. One yeah. of the cool things that <laughs> they have, <laughs> uh, one of the cool things they have available is they actually produced a really nice catalog of the collection. So they have a paperback and a hardcover and even a PDF version, which is only, I think, $10. But oh, you cool. can actually have a really nice pictorial catalog of the entire collection to, you know, for your later viewing if you don't have, you know, $50,000 to spend on a ride vehicle. <laughs> How dare you not have that? So this is his whole collection. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing mm -hmm. in here that's... Everything is being sold. He's just selling everything. 25 everything years worth of collecting is yeah. all being sold in, in this auction. Oh, I want to know. I want to watch that vlog now. I want to see why he's <laughs> selling everything. 
I'll show you a piece of it when we're done recording. <laughs> Sneak peek. Sneak peek. <laughs> you're you're on the inside. <laughs> I wish I knew somebody in Pocketeers to hmm. to show you a preview. <laughs> Gavin, make it happen. Did they? <laughs> did he say how much everything was, like how much he actually spent? No, that's the one question that I regret not asking him. And I oh, come on, I don't know <laughs> if it's in any of the books, but. Sometimes you get lucky, right? Like sometimes right. people right. find these vehicles at an at an imagineer's house that, you know, passed away and they just want to get rid of it or many years ago they just didn't know what they had on their hands because there was many points in Disneyland's history where things just were thrown away and they didn't mm-hmm. think about cataloging them or creating some kind of museum space for these old pieces. They just saw it as trash. And so cast members would take them out of the trash and take them home and that's how a lot of these collections were originally built like disneyland wasn't selling off pieces of the park to their cast members or to the public you know people just happen to come up on these pieces yeah i mean it's different now but yeah you know it's that's just how some of these collections were built and then they get sold from one person to another and I would say that over time, the value has gone up for each of these pieces, but he could have gotten, let's say, one of the Skyway buckets for, I don't know, $10,000, but now it's going for $50,000 because the value has just Mm -hmm. increased over time. Mm -hmm. And it's just funny to me how when you see auctions like this, value is perception, right? Because there's no set monetary value for these items because they're technically what you would consider priceless because it is a historical piece from this park that we enjoy going to so it's always funny to me what type of number value people will put on an item like this just to own it right right bragging rights too. yeah yeah totally bragging rights. <laughs> sure i was gonna say that a lot of times you could go to estate sales and people won't know the you know the worth or like you said they just want to throw away things and i've seen mm-hmm. online people getting these really awesome scores of Disney memorabilia from God knows what, 20 Mm. years ago, maybe that they got on a dime or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it could be things like that where he might've found them or whatnot. It's treasure hunting. Very true. Especially once you start going to estate sales, like in the general Glendale Burbank area, considering that the majority of the people that worked at Imagineering were in that area. So, you know, we had an interesting question come up as we were, you know, talking about this exhibit. If money and space were just not an object, (laughs) what would you like to own from the exhibit? And you know what? What would you like to own from Disneyland if money or space was no object? So let's start with the first one from the auction. Melissa, what do you think you would want to own? Give me that doom buggy. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> How would you use it? <laughs> Good question. But you know what I've seen? I've seen someone make a bed out of it. The doom buggy? What? How do you make a bed out of a doom yes. buggy? Does yes. It, does it put your covers on for you? <laughs> <laughs> I will lower like, the I, bed spread. <laughs> I, would, I would do that. Plug some electricity, put some wires, put an alarm so it would be the sounds and it would wake me up. Yeah. yeah. 
That's cool. <laughs> Sounds like you need an Imagineer to bring that to life. <laughs> or an electrician. <laughs> one of the two. <laughs> two. I'm sure you can find one at Home Depot. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. There's plenty that are willing. Uh, Gavin, what would you like to own? I mean, the, that's it's such a hard question. The, the things that stood out to me the most um, were a lot of the artwork. You know, I loved a lot of the souvenir maps. They were really cool. There was a... A John Hench drawing there of Space Mountain, uh, one of the original pencil drawings of the concept, which I loved. Uh, that one's really close. But I think my favorite thing in the whole exhibit was they had this panoramic drawing um, of all of the mountains of yes. Disneyland. And across the bottom, it was signed by all of the Imagineers who'd worked on those. And that was such an incredible piece. You know, on the left-hand side, you have uh, Mickey and Donald and Goofy and Pluto all just kind of looking across this panorama of the Anaheim mountain range. And, man, it was just such a cool piece. I would love to have that hanging uh, in my apartment. You know, it was only estimated from 500 to $700. So I could almost justify getting wow, away with that. Mm -hmm. but that sounds like a deal. I mean, yeah. yeah, it's signed by Tony Baxter, Bob Gurr, Fred uh, Jorger. Yeah. Like, I mean, <laughs> everybody who's anybody signed it. I mean, it's awesome. And I think that would be a really, really cool thing to have. There were lots of attraction posters and, and neat artwork there that I wanted. But that seemed to draw me in the most. So I think that's the one I'm going with. Mostly because, let's be honest, a lot of the, the ride vehicles and big objects just ultimately end up being impractical you know like how many how many times are you going to sit in the matterhorn bobsled right. <laughs> you know it's like Make it it's work. neat it's neat <laughs> I but it, <laughs> i don't know that's true we we did have a, a discussion about the people mover car that they had and how it could work as like a little dining set you just need to install a little table in the middle and you could have you know your your dinners in there and that would be kind of cool i would set up a track for it in the backyard and that way you can eat while it's just kind of <laughs> taking you around the backyard that would be uh, super cool that would be the most boring ride cool. i know no <laughs> there's the barbecue grill again <laughs> uh bj do you want to try to answer this one i know you haven't gone to the exhibit yet but i know you've seen photos and stuff like that of what's being sold um from yeah i haven't been yet but from the pictures I've seen, and I mean, a lot of it is like the photo ops that you guys were talking about, but I would like to get one of the train sets from what I could see, because I know Walt loved trains. Yeah. So it'd be cool. Mm -hmm. Like if I had an attic, kind of like Beetlejuice, where, you know, yeah. set it up and you nice. do like the lights and everything like that, that'd be kind of cool. So that's not Disney. I'd probably VJ. get that. That's not Disney. <laughs> it's still good. <laughs> yeah, but, you well, know. it kind of Tim is, Tim Burton you know. directed it, and he's kind of Disney. Yeah, he's kind of Disney, so, yeah, I guess so. Uh, he is now. I'm just saying, he I put it cast. in my attic. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. Or Peter Pan's, um, one of the pirate ships. The pirate ship? To have yeah. dinner in it? No, just to sit and watch <laughs> Or TV. to make it fly <laughs> around your living room. See? Just that's what I told Gavin. It'd just be right next to my couch and be like, <laughs> you have a reclining chair? I have a pirate ship. <laughs> and I can make mine recline, too. Check this out. Woof. <laughs> Where's that uh, electrician again? That. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Melissa knows an electrician that can hook that up for you. <laughs> yeah, there's, oh man, there's just so many things. Gavin's right. This is a hard question 
because there's so many pieces that I would just enjoy having. Most people that have been listening to the podcast long enough or people that know me would instantly think to themselves, he's going to want the Hatbox Ghost, you know, that Kevin and Jody made, or he's going to want the stretching portraits. And I can't take the Doom Buggy because Melissa already took that. I already claimed it. (laughs) But I, I actually wouldn't want any of those. If I could, ha- and I know this is not the the real version. I know this is kind of a a replica of it, but I want Herb Ryman's drawing of Disneyland, that original aerial mm. shot Aww. that was drawn mm. when they pitched Disneyland. It's my dream to own that and hang it in our living room or in my office at one point. Or I just want that. To me, it doesn't just signify a piece of concept art it signifies a dream and what happens when you apply yourself you know there's so much more meaning to me in that sketch than anything else all of that came after because of that sketch to me that's what i would want great answer great answer so you stole my answer to part two of the question (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so let's jump to the park then if you could have Anything at Disneyland, if space or money was not an issue, what would you want to have? Melissa, let's let's start with you again. Okay. I would want Spiral Hill oh. with the pumpkins that you see in Haunted Mansion Holiday. Interesting. I, I would love that. It's always been one of the pieces in the Haunted Mansion um, during the holidays. So, yes, I claim nice. it. Nice. Nice. <laughs> All right. I think it'd be cool to have the the row of busts like in your house, and it would be cool if you could have them sing whatever song you were playing. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> whatever like CD you put God. in, they'll sing it. Imagine the pumpkin singing Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh that'd be incredible. <laughs> They're singing the new Drake in My Feelings Challenge. Uh, yeah. Oh God! <laughs> he jump out the Doom buggy and start dancing. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you have more goals for that, Melissa. Oh man! <laughs> nice. That's a that's a really cool uh, piece. Hilarious. Uh, Gavin, what about you? Well, uh, like I said a minute ago, you kind of stole a bit of my thunder because I I really would love to have that original Disneyland drawing that Herb Ryman did. That you're right. I mean, that it all started with that sketch and led us to this incredible world, which you know exists all over the world now. And you know, without um, that weekend that Walt and, and Herb spent just hashing that drawing out, you know, who knows what right. it would have been. And so much of that, that brilliance that came out of that weekend is what ended up existing. And I think that would be the most incredible piece of art in a personal collection that I could even dream of. So I think that'd be cool. But if I have to pick an actual object from the park, um, I mean, my my thoughts obviously go to pirates because that's mm. my favorite part of the park. And I don't feel like I can choose the entire treasure room. So I'm going to just I'm going to leave that intact. But you said money's um, no object. Yeah, money or space so you is do no anything. object. Well, OK. I mean, maybe I'll, I'll <laughs> take that whole scene. But um, <laughs> if I didn't pick that now that she's. I guess available. I would love to have the original redhead. Oh. I think that'd be cool. Oh, yeah. I think that would be pretty sweet. Cool. Good thing Charlie has her headphones on behind you. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> say what? No, but ima- <laughs> imagine it though. Like, let's say you have a big fancy house and you have like a foyer that people 
enter into when they come to your house you open the door and they enter and like she's there on a pedestal right yeah. in the middle just that would be so <laughs> and then, impressive and, cool. and then you say they, they're like hey where'd you get this oh i want her at an auction <laughs> huh? <You get> it? <laughs> yeah i see what you did exactly there. <laughs> uh, that'd yeah be cool. that's a good piece man vj what would you like to own from disneyland um mine would be if money's no object and I had like this fat house, like near the ocean. I would go like if I was parking my um, cars in my garage, I would have to take a pirate ship to get inside the house. So 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 you get on nice. a pirate ship like a loading dock, and it goes through the whole thing with the drop, only to about right before the um, before the battle. So you have everything, Barbosa. yeah, before Barbosa, but. That whole transition, and then you step off into your living room, and then there you go. Wow. So that would be my nice. whole thing. You know, because I, I've seen, like, Herb Ritz had this house kind of like that in Hawaii where his garage, he would go in, and then he would have to take, like, a boat into his living room. I was like, that's the coolest thing ever. Yeah. And then when people were visiting him, he would have mood lighting. So if he was mad, it was all red, or, if, you know, it was all cool, you're like, oh, okay, he's in a good mood today. But how cool would that be? <laughs> Oh Get on a, your own just... pirate ship, and then yeah, you're you're inside. But I'll also have Imagineers, like do different rooms at different you know parts of the park. Yeah. All my favorite attractions, I should say. Money's I no just object. Imagine you. I just imagine you getting home and getting out of the car and like two armfuls of groceries <laughs> and like trying to step into the boat and like taking your ride. And you're like, hurry! I got things that need to go in the freezer. I, I got to go. use the bathroom. <laughs> well, then there would just be a a regular elevator There's... or a. You can maybe have alligators in the moat, crocodile with a right. clock. That would be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I'm, I got to tell you guys, I'm a little surprised at your choices because I think so far VJ's is really staying true to the whole like money's no object and space is no object. You want what you want, right? But I'm surprised that you guys chose things that are so small because, I mean, look, you want to be choosing the entire haunted <laughs> I, I mansion? I was going to say the castle, but that was going to be too much. I mean, I don't Look, know. Look, if money was no object and space was no object, welcome to Hazenland. Okay? <laughs> I would just buy the whole park and make it my backyard. I would make the castle our it. actual home. Um, yeah, it's so hard, man, because there's so many things that I think I would want to have. And there's so many pieces of the park that i think represent us as fans like you guys right you chose the things that most represent your disney fandom as much as i would probably want like the haunted mansion or like the stretching room to take me down into like a man cave and like you know a big house or something like that uh honestly i would want something that's not even part of disneyland right now and never really was a part of disneyland and that is the tower of the four winds wow i think having the tower of the four winds as this giant sculpture outside of your house bringing so much of an animated feel to where you are and having all of that motion (laughs) i just think looks super cool and it's just an amazing Mm -hmm. piece of art it's something that everyone could enjoy at any time without having to board something or to go underground or anything like that. It's just this giant visual masterpiece, you know? So if I could choose anything and I had all the money and space uh, to, to spare, 
Uh, I will tell you that my runner-up was creating a railroad like Walt and recreating Nature's Wonderland in my backyard, uh, especially <laughs> the nice. Rainbow Caverns. Like I am so obsessed with the Rainbow mm, Caverns; right. it's not even funny. I I, I really the first want time the I've Tower of the Four Winds, man. I just think it looks super cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, then I'm redoing my answer. I want New Orleans Square. All of it. <laughs> uh, I'm keeping my Spiral Hill. <laughs> well, here's what we should do, guys. Let's take all of our lands and make a big park out of it. Okay. <laughs> you know what? I'm building that railroad. <laughs> Are we at the very least? We should have a monorail that links up all True of our that. houses, right? I think there that would go. be good. <laughs> if you that know, were the case, I would no change Small World and make it into a lazy river. You're welcome. <laughs> nah, I, I <laughs> like the go. boats. But with, with the song, though, you're going to hear that song the uh, whole no. time. No, you're going to hear Taylor Swift. <laughs> no. <laughs> what song would you... Or just a music loop for Disneyland. Kiki, do you love me? No. <laughs> you get out of the no. boat. <laughs> Jump ship. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, what song would it be? Oh, God, I wouldn't know. I just... I would say a Disney loop, like whatever they have on... Oh, maybe Disney, like, soundtracks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. So there's no vocals. No. You know, if <laughs> no if I could make one modification... So it was really hard for me to choose the tower over the railroad because I love trains. I have a lot of the Carolwood posters and stuff, and I grew up loving trains. So really, it was difficult for me to choose a tower over rebuilding Nature's Wonderland and having that old train. But there's this thing that I've always wanted to do, especially on the Disneyland Railroad. So when you're riding up with the engineers, you know how they kind of hang off of the side and they can kind of like ride the train. Like I've always wanted Mm -hmm. to do that. But in the background, I want to be blasting the music from the good dinosaur. The uh, what is it called? Oh, Run with the Herd. (laughs) So the the song is called Run with the Herd from the good dinosaur. I know with them berries. (laughs) It's just one of those like songs that just makes you feel like, yeah, I got this. We're going to do it. Right. <laughs> and so just ride the train. And instead of the general ones, like, yeah, this is me. Let's do it. And wow. then Hazen gets hit by a branch. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. Like, what happened to Hazen? Oh, he fell oh. back there. <laughs> Still singing the song, though. <laughs> no, I would have speakers like playing it. It's honestly that's like my favorite song on that entire soundtrack. It's it's playing at the music loop though, right? I, I would just it's play it over and over. That, um... There's a repeat function on MP3 players. <laughs> no, I'm just saying if anybody wanted to know the song, it's actually playing at the music loop at. Oh Disney yeah, it's in the, the Esplanade. Esplanade. Yeah, it's in the Esplanade and Downtown Disney loop right now. But, you know, I mean, I'll post it in the blog post for the episode, pocketeers.com slash 216, if you guys want to go check that out. I love it. As a matter of fact, look, through the magic of editing, I'm going to add a piece right here. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I love that song. I love it. So... All right, so we're going to leave it there. I mean, we're going to throw the question out to all of you guys. If money and space was absolutely no object, what would you like to own from Disneyland or Walt Disney World or any of the other parks? Let's just open it to all Disney properties. Oh, no, no, no. You said Disneyland. You want to keep it Disneyland? Disneyland? All right, let's keep it Disneyland. Let's keep it Disneyland. (laughs) Yeah, keep it Disneyland. All right, let's keep it Disneyland. Maybe we'll extend this conversation to the other parks in a future episode. 
All right. Yeah. So let's leave it Disneyland. If you could own anything from Disneyland, money and space were no object, what would you like to own and why? Join the conversation over on Instagram or Facebook or even on Twitter. Just search for Podcateers. All of the links are on our website. Just head on over to podcateers.com and uh, you'll see how you can follow us on all of the social networks. If you want to follow any of us, podcateers.com slash team. There you will find all of our personal social links, including our YouTube channels, youtube.com slash podcateers and youtube.com slash Disney for two. Make sure to hit that subscribe button and hit that little notification bell icon so that YouTube tells you what you want to hear. Because apparently you went there and you subscribed and they were like, um, are you sure you want to know when they post new videos? Because if you're not sure, we won't tell you. But if you hit this little bell notification, we might tell you. So make sure that you do that. And when you hit the <laughs> bell, make sure that you do all alerts so that you know when we post all of our videos. I'm pretty excited to hear the answers. Yeah, I'm excited too. Because <laughs> it, it varies, right? Depending on what land you, oh, yeah. you know you most connect with and what era you most connect with. So yeah, it's going to be really fun to hear people's answers for this one. We're a couple weeks away, guys, from Chalk Walk. You know, we got a couple of auctions going Ooh, on. I know. Gavin has this really cool thing going where anyone that donates to his Chalkwalk fundraiser is entered for a chance to win the drawing that he did of Rex. Melissa is posting some of the items that she has for sale to benefit her Chalkwalk fundraiser on her Instagram account. Disney for Two is getting ready to post some auctions on their Instagram account, so make sure that you're following all of them. I still don't know what I'm going to post, but I've been walking around asking people for money. And if you guys just want to help me out, <laughs> you know, head on over to the blog post for the episode. You're going to see our fundraising pages in the chalk box section of the blog post, podcateers.com slash 216. You can also go to teamboatwilly.com for more information about how you can donate or even become a part of the team and join us the day of the chalk walk. It's for an amazing organization, the Children's Hospital of Orange County. Last year was our first year out as team boat willie we were able to raise five thousand dollars and this year we are just trying to match what we raised last year so if you can make a donation help us out with a few bucks or if you want to join the team and help us fundraise that also helps a lot too and to all of the current members of team boat willie thank you guys for your support and thank you guys for joining team boat willie and helping us make a difference in this world uh, if you guys want to help us out great way to do that is by heading over to pocketeers.com slash Amazon before you place your next uh, purchase on Amazon. Just look for the big button that says Amazon on it. When you click it, you'll be taken to Amazon uh, with our special link and anything that you buy may earn us a small commission as a thank you from Amazon because you went through our link and you made your purchase. And to everyone that's already going through that process, thank you guys very much. We truly appreciate that added support as well. That's it, guys. It's time to wrap up this. Uh, what what do they say when you're trying to wrap something up? I know let's light this candle is to get it started, right? But what is it to wrap it up? Let's That's blow out this candle. That seems kind of lame, though. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, let's 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 blow out this candle, then. That's just <laughs> That's lame. All right, that's going to be it, guys. So until next week, here is to beers, cheers, and Mickey ears. Have a fantastic week, everyone. Peace out. Bye. Toodles. <laughs>